0: Episode of In a Pickle, the show that's dedicated to the less glamorous side of baseball. I am your host, Dave Houghton, and thank you for returning for another week of IAP Radio. Last week we talked about weird baseball injuries that happened off the field, and I got a lot of good, uh, a lot of good feedback from that. So thank you so much for listening to that show. A lot of crazy injuries just from not playing baseball. I mean, who hurts themselves playing guitar here? But uh, that's besides the point. So this week is all about dumping your responsibilities in order to do something else. A lot of people just don't like to do what they need to do. In fact, some people just like to do whatever the hell it is they want to do. So today we're talking about a former Major League All-Star who played for over 13 years on six different teams. Today, we're talking about Danny Tarnable. Now, I just want to put a little disclaimer at the top of this show right now. It's not my intention to continuously do players who have played on the Yankees. Uh, We had Mike Kekic, Fritz Fritz Peterson from um, our very, very first episode, The Wife Swapping Yankees. Uh, We did one, uh, Mel Hall, he was on the Yankees. We did one, uh, the Final Destination episodes where Hideki Arabu um, ended up killing himself. We did one, <laughs> we did one, uh, uh, Steve Howe, uh, he played on the Yankees, uh, Chad, Chad Curtis, he played on the Yankees, and Ken Clay, who also played on the Yankees. Listen, it's not my intention to dump all over the Yankees. You know where I'm from. Uh, You know who my favorite team is, so I don't have to say that again. But in case this is your first time on IAP radio, I'm from Boston, and I'm a huge Red Sox fan. So Yankees suck. Uh, But again, it's not my intention to continuously dump on the Yankees. It just seems like these types of players are just, well, trash will always find its way in a trash barrel, right? So, so let's start today's show off. Danny Tartable. Danny was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico and comes from a baseball family. His father, Jose Tartable played for eight seasons, technically on two different teams. I say technically because Jose played for the Kansas City Athletics, then went over to the Red Sox. But then after two seasons with the Sox, his contract was purchased by the Athletics again but at that time they had moved to Oakland. He played for one more season in Oakland until he retired. Jose wasn't a very good player, but still was in the majors for longer than most. Jose in 749 games over nine seasons, posted a .261 batting average, scoring 247 runs. But in those years, he only hit two home runs with 107 RBIs. As an outfielder, he recorded a .986 fielding percentage at all three outfield positions, committing only 14 errors in 980 total chances. Jose had great speed, but no throwing arm, and apparently no bat. His son Danny, on the other hand, would make a name for himself on the all-time most home runs list when he hit 262 career home runs in 13 years. But before we get there, we need to start from the beginning. Danny Tartable, like I said, was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico in 1962, the very same year that his father started his MLB career. Danny would go to school in Miami, where he attended Miami Carroll City Senior High School in Miami Gardens, Florida. This school is absolutely chock full of notable alums. Tons of former and current NFL players went here, such as Rasheed Fenton, cornerback from the Kansas City Chiefs, Reynolds Hall, who was a cornerback for the Browns, Allen Hearns, who last played for the Dolphins, Santana Moss, who played for the Giants in the Washington football red commander skins. Uh, What are they going by now? Santana also had a brother, and I know I'm butchering his name, but Sino Moss, I believe is his name. It's got to be wrong. Uh, The other Moss brother actually won a Super Bowl with the Giants against the Patriots. The MCC school also had some rappers as alums, such as Flo Rida and Rick Ross. For you big 80s sitcom fans out there, first off, check out S1E1 pod on Spotify. It was also the school of Joe Marie Payton, or as I know her as Mrs. Winslow from Family Matters. She also ran the elevator in Perfect Strangers. This was also the school that Trayvon Martin attended in the ninth grade before transferring to the Krupp High School that's also located in Miami. The only other MLB player to attend this school, though, was a player by the name of Nick Aseski, who played for uh, three different teams in seven years. He mostly played with the Reds. Danny was a two-sport athlete at MCC, playing both baseball and basketball. Baseball was definitely his sport, though, because in his senior year, he became an all-state second baseman, which helped him get drafted by the Cincinnati Reds in the third round of the 1980 amateur draft. Of course, I'm going to tell you why the 1980 draft sounds so familiar. Darryl Strawberry was picked number one overall. Also in this draft class was Kelly Gruber, who won a ring with the Blue Jays, and from Moneyball fame, Billy Bean. Two-time World Series manager Terry Francona was also in this draft class. Danny Tarnable wouldn't break into the majors until 1984 with the Seattle Mariners. Danny would play only 10 games that season with 20 at-bats and two home runs so already he's doing better than his father the next season wasn't anything special either he would play only 19 games with 61 at-bats and only one home run but his third season in baseball would be his breakout season and technically his rookie season He came in fifth in votes for Rookie of the Year with 137 games, 25 home runs, and 96 RBIs. His rookie season was overshadowed by guys like Wally Joyner and Jose Canseco, though. At the end of the season, he was traded by the Seattle Mariners to the Kansas City Royals for Scott Bankhead, Mike Kingrey, and Steve Shields. The 1987 Royals are two years removed from their last World Series win, and this team did everything in their powers to stay on track. The Royals maintained a reputation as one of the American League West's top teams throughout the late 80s. The club posted a winning record in three of the four seasons following its 1985 World Series championship, while developing young stars such as Bo Jackson and Tom Gordon. Now, with Danny Tarnable on this team, the Royals would go on to finish the 1989 season with a record of 92-70, and which was the third best in the major leagues, but unfortunately, they did not qualify for the playoffs. They finished second in the division behind the eventual World Series champions, Oakland A's. In 1991, Danny Tarnable would make it to the All-Star Game as a D.H., In that All-Star game, the AL beat the NL 4-2, while Cal Ripken Jr. won not only the home run derby, but the All-Star MVP. After the 1991 season, Danny was granted free agency and was free to go to any team that wanted him. On January 6, 1992, he signed as a free agent with the New York Yankees. He would go from a $2.2 million payday to a $5.3 million contract with the Yankees that would have him locked in with the Big Apple for the next four years. His five years with the Royals only banked him $5.5 million. Now with the Yankees, he would make that in one year if you had the incentives. His four years with the New York Yankees Danny would make over $20 million. During the 1994 MLB strike-shortened season, Tarnable and a handful of other striking players appeared as themselves in the November 27th, 1994 episode of Married with Children. That was uh, season nine, episode 11. Danny also made a cameo in two Seinfeld episodes as himself. Four years would come and go, and on July 28, 1995, Danny was traded to the Oakland Athletics for Jason Beverland and Ruben Sierra. Ruben, during his playing career, would play for nine different teams, but played for the Texas Rangers three different times. I'm pretty sure he played for the Yankees twice, too. While in Oakland, Danny would see only 24 games, and by the end of the season, he would be traded again but this time to the Chicago White Sox for Charles Poe and Andrew Lorraine. Both players would never see any real playing time in the bigs. In fact, Charles Poe actually never made it to the MLB. With the Chicago White Sox, Danny would make another $5.3 million. He played one full season in Chicago before being granted free agency. In 1997, he would sign a deal with the Phillies for $2 bucks, but all that got the Phillies was three games, and by the end of the season, he was released and out of baseball. Tartable retired following the 1997 season with a career batting average of .273 with 262 home runs and 925 runs batted in. Total MLB earnings? Now, right now you might be asking yourself, why do I keep telling you how much money he's been making all these years? Well, it's because Danny had a little trouble with his money. Danny Tartable didn't like to pay his child support. While he was the key contributor to the teams that he played for, he didn't contribute much to his own children. In 2011, he was a deadbeat dad with a $275,000 outstanding child support bill for which he received a criminal conviction for. On May 12, 2012, after Danny failed to appear in court to discuss the lack of child support payment, a warrant was issued for his arrest. At one point in Danny's life, he was on LA's most wanted deadbeat dad's list. And they wanted their money. Things got so bad that he was named top deadbeat dad of all time in all of L.A. County for failing to pay more than the $275,000. Then in 2017, he was arrested again. But this time, it was because he called the police to report that someone broke into his car. When the cops ran his tag, they found out that he still hasn't been paying for his two sons, and they arrested him on the spot. Jacob Glucksman, Tarnable's attorney, told TMZ that he was working to secure his client's release from custody. Tarnable, being such a good dad, pleaded no contest and received probation for failing to pay his child support. Here's a fun fact for you. Danny Tarnable at one point was the highest paid player in 1992 after signing that five-year $27 million deal with the Yankees. Gluckman says Danny has a good relationship with both of his adult sons now. I wonder if they got their money. And on a serious point though, many families in America are facing similar child support problems. Although most likely do not involve celebrity status or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Every situation is different, and even minor amounts of unpaid child support can make it difficult for parents to make ends meet. If you or someone you know is struggling because of lack of child support payment, help is out there. So that is Danny Tarnable, Again, I don't mean to constantly go after the Yankees, but it just seems like, uh, like I said at the top of the show, uh, trash likes trash cans. No, I'm only kidding everybody in New York. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please go back and listen to all the other episodes now that I've been insulted the whole state of New York. <laughs> go back and listen to everything at IAPradio.com. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, all the support is welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, go over to Spotify and rate. Give us, give me a uh, five-star review. You know what? Give me five stars and tell me that the Red Sox suck. It's okay. I'll take it. You know, it's, it is what it is. It's all, it's all fun. Uh, I'll tell you what's not fun, though. Not paying for your damn kids. Uh, you gotta, you know, these kids can't get a job yet. So uh, someone's gonna pay for them. In all seriousness. Pay your goddamn support. All right, so that is it for IAP Radio. I'm Dave Houghton, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.